Hey everyone, it's Josh here, and you're listening to Marketing Major, a podcast created to help students get a more local, modern, and exciting take on the marketing world. All right, I'm excited to welcome to the podcast today, Karen Smola who despite graduating just five years ago as a marketing major, is now the national marketing manager for Booster Juice, which has over 370 stores in Canada and is headquartered right here in Edmonton. And I didn't know this, but uh, here's a fun pod fact for listeners. Uh, The first Booster Juice actually opened in Sherwood Park in uh, November of 1999. So that's kind of cool that it's an Edmonton-based company. And she's joining us on the podcast today to share with us what it's like to work on the client side of marketing. For our listeners, you might recall that we had an episode titled Agency Side with Kiri Wazinski from FK that focused on the overall client side and agency side relationship and kind of the nitty gritty differences between client side and agency side, which we're going to build on today. So if you haven't listened to the episode, uh, be sure to go back and listen before listening to this one. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Karen. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I intentionally left a gap between your graduation at Nate and your current role at Booster Juice. But you actually spent some time on the agency side as well. I'm wondering what your experience was like on the agency side and then how you kind of ended up with Booster Juice. Yeah, working at an agency, I got my start right out of school and I worked for Red, was hired as an account coordinator and worked there for a couple of years as a coordinator and then grew into an account manager role. It was a great opportunity and a great place to learn. You learn so much so fast working at an agency. Sweet. And then from there, did you go from Red to Booster Juice? Yeah. So while I was working at Red, I was actually contacted on LinkedIn by the previous marketing manager of Booster Juice. And they offered me the position of Western Canada marketing lead. So that was handling everything from Manitoba West. And so I thought that would be a great opportunity to kind of dive deep on one brand. Right. And so I, I took that role. And within six months, the department um, completely fell apart and everybody (laughs) left. So it was just myself and one other person working in our Toronto office in the marketing team. And we just took it as an opportunity to really restructure the team and make it more of a client-side, agency-esque department. And so now we have a a full team that operates very much like an agency, but just client-side. I was actually going to ask that, like how Booster Juice is structured, because we talked about the agency-client relationship and also how like an agency or a client, sorry, has their own teams sometimes. And so you guys restructured and did you like add new people on or? Yeah, yeah. So um, for a national brand, obviously having two people in the marketing department is not (laughs) ideal. So... We brought in five new people. So we have uh, myself, which handles all of our national media buying and events and and pretty much everything that we do as a brand um, in addition to all of our national features that we run in our stores. And then I have a Western Canada and an Eastern Canada lead. So they handle our regional marketing. And then each of them has a coordinator working under them. And then we also have a senior graphic designer, a junior graphic designer, and a freelance copywriter. Pretty much anything else that we need done, we just uh, shop out to some of the local talent that's in Edmonton. So right now we have ZGM rebuilding our website and we use Laughing Dog Photography for all of our social media as well as our feature images for our new products. 
And we have a, a whole suite of people that we work with for our media buying services and, you know, digital and traditional media. So it's sort of like a fusion between agency and client side, I think. So Edmonton's kind of like the hub where you get your agencies to. Like, do you have any other cities where you... We've worked with others in Toronto, but to be honest, the local talent in Edmonton is great. From a national standpoint, I mean, they know what they're doing, and um, there's no reason why, you know, agencies in Edmonton can't compete with, you know, agencies in Vancouver or Toronto. That seems to be where students think they need to go. They think they have to move away to a bigger city to get, you know, the experience that they need to be successful. Yeah, I think I said that on the first episode with Pinita too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really feel like the Edmonton market has a really great community of people and there's no ego. It's just hard work and good work. So yeah, yeah I think it's that that's where we get all of our, our local talent from for sure. Sweet, that's awesome to hear. I guess another misconception along with like you have to go to big cities to do marketing. Another one students have is that you kind of, you have to be creative in all aspects of marketing. Like you have to know the Adobe suite and then you have to, you know, do market research and then do all these different touch points. But with your role, how much of it is your traditional creative work? And then how much of it is kind of like a people and project management? Yeah, I think my role is is about 70% people and project management and then about 30% creative. Um, I myself do not have a lot of Adobe skills, but um, that's why we have a team of people that can help with that. And I think it it doesn't matter what skill set you have as long as you're willing to learn. So for us, you know, a requirement when people come into the department is not so much that they need to have that skill set, it's that they're willing to learn the skill set. So. I don't think that's something that you need to have if you want to work client side. Obviously, it could be beneficial because we do cross our roles quite often. There's a lot of times where I'm tweeting something out on social media, and that's definitely not my role. But um, you know, we're we're a team, and we have a lot of events going on. And if we can't get something tweeted out by our social coordinator, who also is our eastern coordinator, so right. there's a lot of a lot of role sharing. I think. Yeah, that makes sense, too, because it sounds like uh, the Booster Juice team is kind of like a smaller team like you mentioned at the start as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. We only have um, seven people and then the freelance copywriters. So it's it's not a big team for a large brand, but that's why we have a lot of really good resources that we lean on when we need to. You kind of touched on this a bit when you talked about getting that offer through LinkedIn, but what excited you about the position, especially when you got offered to be the national marketing manager at uh, Booster Juice? And I was going to ask what the transition from agency side to client side was like as well, but uh, it seems like that was a smooth transition because the Booster Juice situation is like a little bit of a mix slash hybrid between like agency and client side. Yeah, I mean, I think I was lucky in the sense that uh, there was obviously a previous marketing team in place and they had their own way of doing things, but when a lot of them left all at the same time, it was obviously crazy. And so I would say that transition period was tough, but it allowed us to use it as an opportunity to kind of make it something that would work for me, would work for our CEO, and would most importantly work for the brand and the franchise partners. So we kind of turned it into a bit of a fusion. Not every client side, I'm sure, is like that. Right. But um, it does work really well for for brands that are operating on such a large scale. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too, because with Kiri, we also talked about, like, you might have a smaller client, too, that doesn't have that internal team, but it makes sense that Booster Juice would have that 
internal team, and it's it's actually kind of crazy to me that they didn't beforehand. I mean, they did have people in place, but I don't think they were structured quite the same. So I think they had, you know, one graphic designer, and they had a couple of people in the east and a couple of people in the west, but I don't know if they were structured exactly the same. So I think the team was always around four or five people, but uh, so I would say now it's the biggest it's ever been at seven <laughs> with one freelancer. Um, but yeah, I, I also feel like everybody really enjoys what they do because they get to do so many different things and try so many different things. That's one of the differences between agency and client side, I think, is agency, there's more variety, but client side, there's definitely more depth. Yeah, and uh, Kiri also mentioned that how client side's a lot more about depth and variety. And she also mentioned, though, that if you have the chance, you should ultimately trial both client and agency side. And I'm wondering, Karen, what is the best part about client side and what is the most frustrating or, or challenging part? Yeah, I would definitely agree with her that you should take the opportunity to try both roles because it is very different. Client side, uh, I really love that at least working at Booster Juice, I get to actually see what I've worked on all the way from the idea of the new product that we're launching straight to it being in stores and 370 locations across Canada. You get to see the work that you've done. It's a lot different than seeing a billboard or seeing a digital ad. It's, It's just another placement where your work is being shown, but it's a really cool feeling. It's also a little bit better work-life balance. I'm sure you've heard that agency life can be pretty demanding. So it does have perks in that area as well. Um, Difficult or frustrating? I think it's just hard to stay on top of new trends client side. Working in an agency, you're constantly around people that are specialists in their area, and they're always looking for the next big thing in that area. So with us, because we role share quite often, we don't always have the time and the resources to be staying on top of trends. So that's where agencies kind of have the benefit of being able to allocate time to research and that kind of thing. That's also something that we work with our partners on as well. So we just have to know when to kind of reach out for more information and when uh, you can do it yourself. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it, it probably helps to have, because you're part of the ACE board too, right? And, I am, yeah. And that's probably helpful to still be in contact with those people too. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of one of the reasons I joined the ACE board is because I, I still wanted to have that industry connection, even though uh, I'm technically client side. Before we get back to the show, uh, we're doing our first ever giveaway, so that's how you know this podcast is official. Uh, Little disclaimer, I couldn't make it back to the studio, so I'm recording this on my phone, so it might sound a little weird. But Karen donated a $25 gift card to Booster Juice for one lucky listener. So we're going to do a draw, and it's really simple to enter. All you have to do is go to our Instagram page, click on our story, and enter the keyword funky monkey. Again, that's funky monkey. And once you enter that in, you're automatically entered to win. So if you want a couple of free smoothies, then hop on over to our Instagram right now and enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks, guys. One of the benefits of clients I had mentioned in our last episode with Kiri was um, this notion of control. And the client ultimately has control over all aspects of the traditional marketing mix or uh, the four P's, as they like to say, in intro marketing courses. But besides the promotional aspect, 
What else goes into, say, a new product launch? Working client side, you get the opportunity to see the full spectrum of a new campaign launch. So that's everything from sourcing the product from suppliers to making sure that they're delivered to stores on time, making sure that staff know how to make the product, making sure that you work with operations to set a price point for the product, all the way to figuring out how you're going to sell it to customers and who your target demographic is. So it's definitely a lot more involved than the agency experience because they just get the answers they need for the target demo that they're looking to reach from the client and they don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So I definitely really uh, enjoy that aspect of, of working client side. Let's dive into Booster Juice situation specifically. Uh, when you took over as a national marketing manager, what specific marketing challenges did you encounter with the brand? And I'm also wondering what changes have you made at Booster Juice in response to those challenges? The brand has been really lucky. It's going on to its 20th anniversary in 2019, and it really hasn't seen much adversity. There is a really strong base of people that love Booster Juice. But when I started, one of the things I noticed was that they reused a lot of the features just because they were fan favorites. And we're going into a time where there's a lot of new juiceries. There's a lot of local shops that are opening up to sell smoothie bowls, chia pudding, uh, you name it. There, there's somebody out there that's selling it on a smaller scale. And so customers just more than ever have so many choices. So I really wanted to make sure that we were at the leading edge of innovating the smoothie game, I guess, <laughs> and just work with our operations team to constantly put out new feature products that customers would be interested in and stay ahead of the curve because we're a big brand and we want people to know that we're coming out with the next big thing and it's not some local shop that's doing it. So that's been really fun, but it's also been challenging. Do you have any examples of either like campaigns or products that Booster Juice has come out with in order to stay ahead of that, say, a smoothie game, as you said? One of the things that we've done recently was the introduction of blue algae into our smoothies. So that was a campaign that we ran this September. And it was just a fun way to get the younger generation involved in healthy eating. So. The option was to either try our feature product that had blue algae, or you could actually add it to any smoothie on the menu for an additional charge, and uh, it would turn your smoothie blue, or some form of blue, depending on what color it was originally. So that was something fun that we did that was just a, a new introduction for the younger generation, because we're constantly trying to make sure that we're engaging them, because there's so many touch points for you know, the next gen of, of consumers. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a cool campaign too, because like you said, I guess Booster Juice has always kind of stayed not the same but similar and like kind of repurposing the favorites. So when I saw like the blended blue ads, it was kind of it was very eye catching because that's something you don't associate like you don't associate the blue with the Booster Juice because it's always like purple and yellow. So yeah, I thought that was a really unique way to try to engage that younger audience, as you said. So you talked about being an innovative brand as Booster Juice, and I'm wondering, where do you see Booster Juice heading as a brand in the future? I think there's so many opportunities for the brand. It, it truly has a huge target demographic. Most brands focus on, you know, 18 to 25-year-olds or, or some form of that skew, but 
we appeal to a lot of consumers. So there's tons of areas where we can grow, whether it's, you know, our school lunch programs for the younger generation, or, you know, it's getting involved with events and charities. Uh, I think from a product standpoint, there's tons of opportunity and and we're looking to do a lot of research and market testing in 2019 so that'll be really exciting and uh, I think overall people still like to eat healthy and and live that lifestyle so I think it's a brand that's going to be around for a long time to come. Sweet yeah lots of job security for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. And so going back to our last episode Kiri mentioned how you know, she usually gets calls from people on client side saying that they're thinking about coming back to agency side and um, not saying that you're one of these people, but what is something that you miss about agency side that you don't get in uh, the same quantity at client side? Um, I really miss the people. Not to say that my team isn't great. My team is <laughs> so great. But that is, as you mentioned earlier, one of the reasons why I joined the ACE board is just because you get to be a part of a team with so many diverse people with diverse backgrounds and they all have great experience and so much knowledge so I just felt like I was constantly downloading information when I worked at an agency um, versus working client side you kind of have to seek out that information if you want it so just being near those people makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger like a part of a, a bigger industry so I think that's one of the things I really I miss about agency side, but um, I definitely get it from being a part of the ad club. Yeah, another good plug for Ace. We, <laughs> we plug Ace on this podcast quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some lessons you've learned about marketing uh, that you don't think you would have learned if you just stayed on agency side? Because Kiri talked about how being on both sides gives you a lot of perspective and it makes you a better marketer overall. Yeah, definitely. I I think that working agency side, you have a very single-sided view of, of what's going on behind the scenes. So working for the client, you actually get an understanding of all the other layers of approval that have to happen before a campaign can launch. For example, um, you know, if we're going to launch a new product, we need to know that the supplier is able to deliver the raw ingredients by X date so that they can be delivered to the store by X date so that they can be made available for the staff to train and learn how to make the product and then they can actually sell it to customers and by the time they sell it to customers that's when the marketing pieces go in so our timeline or our work back schedule starts months before the average agency work back schedule would even be put into place yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense Sounds like um, it gives you a bit more perspective of the client process. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, just before you go, is there is there any advice you'd like to give to students who are considering marketing as a career and uh, might be confused about which way to go or where to go with their degree after graduation? Yeah, absolutely. At Red, we always used to joke that one year in an agency was the equivalent of 10 years experience anywhere else. <laughs> And I truly believe that. Um, at an agency, you have one role and you become an expert. And you know you work with a team of other experts and it's super collaborative and fun and very fast paced. But you also have to have a really thick skin 
and be able to take criticism and run with it. So, you know, that has its, its pros and its cons. And then client side, you get the more holistic marketing experience where you actually, you know, learn about the business from the ground up and you really dive deep into what that client needs from a marketing standpoint. So I think um, both are a great opportunity. It just depends on what suits your personality and where you you think you're going to be the best fit. Awesome. Yeah. uh, Kiri kind of talked about that too. Like, there's no right answer. It's kind of depending on yourself and where you are at that point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I if I could go back and do it again, I would definitely start out at an agency and then go client-side like I did just because I got to learn so much so quickly. And I definitely don't think I would have the role I have today if it wasn't for that agency experience. But that said, there's no reason you can't climb the ladder really quickly just staying client-side. So there's so many opportunities. It just... It's all about finding the right fit for your personality. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good end to our discussion on agency versus client side. Uh, Karen, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Is there uh, any way listeners can contact you if they have any questions about what Booster Juice does or want to learn more about your experience with marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I'll leave you some links and they can reach out to me anytime. Sweet. Sounds good. This episode was produced by myself, Josh Radistitz, and the team at UAMA Productions. If you like this episode, leave us a rating and share it with your friends. It helps everyone discover the show. Keep an eye out on UAMA's social or subscribe for our upcoming episode. Mm-hmm.